Hi everyone, it's FPF in the capital, front page football's podcast live from Cambridge. Episode 3, I'm your host, Jeremy Magan, and today it's a special episode. You know, first episode was the commentary team of the NPL in the ACT. Second episode, we were lucky enough to get the president of Cambridge, Kreisha, Tony Vidovic. Well, third episode, we're going to the players, Luca Flores. A, a winger slash striker from Canberra Olympic has joined us and he's joined us because he just qualified for the final of the Australia Cup qualifying stage here in Canberra just this week. He beat Belconnen 2-0. His team beat Belconnen 2-0 on Tuesday night and the other semi-final was Canberra Croatia against Gungaling United. And why that's important? Well, that's the two teams that have made it to the next stage of the future competition, the national second tier. Both the teams that Canberra sort of like threw in, well, both of them made it to the next stage. So it's great. And of course, it, you know, brought, brought me back, brought us back to the second episode of FPF in the capital when Tony Vidovic was there and when he told us about what it meant for Canberra Croatia to go for it and to, to throw their hat in the ring to get a spot into the national second tier. You know, maybe some of these comments that he made in that episode maybe that's why the the process accelerated who knows i invite you for sure to go and give it a listen um that second episode with with tony vidovic was full of inside insights and very informative for all of us anyway episode three luca flores russ gibbs of course joins me again and we talk about you know luca's career football and music he's got a pretty good uh, musical career going on as well the the man is a jack of all trade and he's, he's as good as football as he is at futsal he even says in the podcast well, you'll hear what he says about futsal. Uh, but it's quite quite an interesting take that he has. And we'll talk about his career, his ambition, you know, what football means for him uh, and what we can expect from uh, Luca Flores this season. You'll hear that name again. And, you know, hopefully for him, um, Canberra Olympic will make it to the round of 32 of the Australian Cup. And then you'll get to see him on the big stage. I'm sure Canberra Croatia sees that another way. Anyway... We'll talk about this, that, and everything else on episode 3 of FPF in the capital, Luca Flores, Russ Gibbs, and myself, just after the intro. What a goal! Max Green with a stunner! Daniel Barac, he must score! He's gonna score! Camera Croatia leads! Real chance at the far post for McCarthy! And they've got one back! Oh, back here, flex. It's unbelievable! And so here we are for our third episode of Front Page Football in the Capital. Russ Gibbs, uh, the expert as football in the Capital, is with me, and we have a, a very special guest. Russ, thanks for being here first, and, and welcome to. Luca Flores. Luca, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you, man? Very good, very good. Well, I think me and Russ will probably introduce you to uh, to our listener, but uh, but basically, if we have to say one thing, and I'll say only this, uh, well, you're the leading goal scorer in the uh, NPL in the ACT right now. Russ, anything else that is uh, that matters except that main stat? Uh, oh, he's a very, the man's <laughs> a very talented musician as well. You can put that in there. I'm sure we, we mention it all the time about his band Muesli. I'm sure he'll give them a plug later on. So, uh, yeah, it's been great to watch Luca play this year. And he's got a bit of competition for that golden boot as well. So it's going to be a good running. Yeah, mm. a, good, a bit of competition even, even in his own club. Uh, so, yeah, yeah Luca yeah. Flores is a, a, a 
a striker, although we see him playing on the wing a little bit, at Canberra Olympic, who just qualified for uh, the Australia Cup qualifying stage final here in, in the ACT, just a couple of nights ago, uh, winning against Belconnen United, uh, which, is, which is great because it's a bit of a segue on all those uh, pieces that we've done for front-page football on Belconnen United, on Canberra Croatia and Gangalin. You're going to meet Canberra Croatia in the in the Australian Cup uh, qualifying final here. But but let's talk about you. And you know what? Let's start by by, by Muesli. I mean, I don't know a lot of strikers that are also accomplished musicians. So uh, so tell us about your music, Luca. Um, yes. Yeah, so I basically started being like doing music uh, like three and a half, four years ago. I was always a soccer player, never touched music. I just kind of sang in the shower every now and then. I kind of, you know, as you do. Um, and then, yeah, I picked up the guitar, started teaching myself how to play guitar. And then just in like a year, this band started formulating with a bunch of my friends and, um, I write music as well. So I write all the songs, the lyrics, the melodies. Um, so basically I just, I gave the songs to musicians who were a bit better than me. And then I, I learned and here we are now we're a pretty good band, pretty accomplished in Canberra, I'd say so far, but we're looking to, you know, push, push further than Canberra. Um, but yeah, it's gone good for sure. Well, that's awesome. And, and, the, and the name of the band is Muesli. It's Muesli, yeah, Muesli. Okay, the band. and we can we can find you on any platform. Yeah, should be any platform unless you use some weird off-brand ones. But all, all the big ones, <laughs> Apple Music, um, Deezer, Spotify, yeah, all the big ones. Look, you, you, in round one of the season, you got a hat trick um, mm. against West Canberra Wanderers. Is that true that you came off the back of a gig the night before? Yeah, I did. It was actually um, a big gig as well. I can't remember exactly what we were doing, but yeah, it was a big gig. Um, sometimes I like to have a big night, but because I had a game the next morning, I decided to just go home, get a good rest. Um, and then, yeah, good first game of the season, hat-trick. Um, so, yeah, it was good. What, what you have to, to start? I mean, I, I know, <laughs> I know resting's in the shower and you didn't make it a career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my singing! Well, my singing is absolutely terrible. Um, I'm, I'm leave me just about to talk about things. That's about it. But if you have to start <laughs> singing, singing matches, then we've got no chance. But saying it should be a good idea if you maybe do some more gigs before matches because clearly, yeah, it yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, it's not the first time it's happened. I often have gigs after matches as well, which is a lot harder because I'm dragging myself <laughs> after the game with sore, sore knees, sore ankles, and have to get on stage. But it's it's always fun. I always enjoy it. So have, it's good. Have you ever cramped up on stage after a game? I haven't actually, but it could happen. I think I'm not the biggest dancer in terms of when I'm on stage. So if I think I think if I danced more, I'd probably get the cramps after a game, hundred percent. You just played out by uh, by playing the guitar a little bit low while you're uh, yeah. while you're stretching <laughs> your calf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do do some pre pre gig stretches sometimes, hundred percent. It's important. Yeah, you have to. Uh, well, let, let's go. Let's go to let's go to football. So I guess you started football a little bit earlier than than music. Um, tell us a little bit, I guess, about you know the, the love for football, where it came from, and and your career so far. Yeah, so I started playing football. Uh, I think I was five. Um, you know, as any football parents want their kids to be big and to go pro. I think my grandpa, especially, because half my family's Colombian. Um, so they're big, crazy football fans. Um, and yeah, I've always loved football, always had a passion for it. I've always, I wouldn't say I've always been good, but I've always really wanted to win every single ball and <laughs> always wanted to score all the goals. So I, that was my main passion. Um, yeah, I started, I played for Cambria United 
pretty much my entire life, the development program. And then when they discontinued the CUA program, I moved to Belco, um, played under 18s for a year. And then, yeah, eventually made my way up to first grade and it's been a good ride. Um, I think I've improved a lot probably in that since I went from, I think the CUA was a good base for my skills, but then taking it into actually games, I could see how my skills developed into a different player, I think. You you had a really good partnership there at Belcon and for a while with Kofi Danning, didn't you, in that shortened season that we had? Was that something that you guys worked on or was that something that came naturally to you? Well, I think it was interesting because, so I was thinking, I was getting the, before we started the podcast, I was um, getting the dates of like when I actually started playing first grade. And so in 2019, I was on the, I was playing 23s mainly, but sat on the bench a couple of times and came off the bench for first grade. Um, and then I was playing as a winger, you know, like 80th minute winger, put the f- little fast kid who'll run 100 miles an hour, try and get the ball. Um, and that's what I did. And then the next year when I actually went into first grade, um, Paolo and Danny decided to play me as a striker, which um, actually alert didn't, I didn't play striker for most of my younger years. Um, I think it came naturally because I always had sort of, well, Kofi Danning actually said this to me this year. He says that every single game I have a good opportunity to score. He doesn't know how, but I, I just get into the right position. And I guess that's something that's come naturally. So I don't think we really worked on it necessarily, but Kofi's a really easy player to play with, you know. Um, he tells you what to do and he holds the ball up for you. So it's he's a good partner to have. And to have him back at Olympics, great. It's, it's fair to say that when I've been calling your games in that first year, that there was a, a spell where you'd you'd have to miss a chance to score a chance. Yeah, that's that's what happened. That seems, yeah, it happened a lot, didn't it, in those mm. first few games? And and the opportunities that you might miss were probably easier ones than the ones you were scoring, which was yeah, which was quite incredible. But you that seems to have gone from your game now. Is that because you're playing up front a bit more, or do you think that's more down to the maturity? I think it's the maturity. You know, like as a what? How old was I? Eighteen-year-old. When you're playing first grade, you see the goal and you're like, "Oh, I'm just going to shoot." You know, <laughs> I want to score. Um, you don't really take that extra like millisecond. I think I'm still trying to improve in that area, but I think I've definitely improved since my first season for sure. I, I was glad that we could get you on the on the pod today as well, Luca, because I think you, I think you're my first interview when I get involved in in football in the capital when uh, when we met back in 2020 and uh, and I wrote a piece of, of you and and I um and I met your your dad as well on that time and I guess I, I could tell that, yeah. yeah I could tell yeah. at that time when we spoke that you know you had the the drive and the ambition and what what you say and now I'm a bit. Now I'm I'm a bit more uh, I understand a bit more with the Colombian blood, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the way you play football and the intensity that you put and the I guess I guess for lack of better word like grinta that that you bring really uh, on, on the football pitch really really reads. You're talking about CUA and, and the basis that it brought to you. Um, I mean I mean there's futsal as well. You, you've played futsal at a at a pretty good level and you've played futsal quite a lot and and that obviously helps developing your technique and, and your ability to play in small spaces. Yeah, for sure. I think futsal is like, I love futsal. It's it's just, um you know, it's like someone who doesn't watch football. It's basically a more exciting football. If you don't understand football, you should watch futsal so you can understand how exciting it can be. Um, but yeah, futsal, you know, like you, it's fast paced. You got to hold the ball. You got to, keep moving constantly so it's it's i recommend every single person should play futsal at least once because you're not going to get the same out of outdoor and you improve in both areas regardless of 
if you play futsal, you improve in futsal, but if you also play outdoor and futsal, then you improve in outdoor. So it's just a win-win. You had a pretty good season with that Capital Futsal League as well, Luca. Um, great partnership that you forged with Max Green throughout that tournament and the rest of the squad. Um, how, how how much fun was that and, and what was it like um, coming away with the win? Oh, like that the, the final for that game was like best day of my life. Like that was an amazing game. Um, well, me and Max have played together since we were about eight at CUA because we came up through CUA. And um, he also played at Belco for a year when I played for Belco. And we've always been mates. Um, so we, and also everyone on that futsal team, like um, we, like a lot of us came up through CUA and Belco. So we kind of already had that understanding in terms of futsal. Um, we played nationals together, a few of us, like me, uh, Max, uh, Bailey Sorensen, uh, Riley Brown. There's a f- few others, um, but we all played futsal together. We won futsal nationals in 2019, uh, which is pretty awesome. So, and I got top goal scorer in that tournament as well. That was like a, that was a big moment in my life. I was like, wow, I'm actually, I'm actually good. Like I can do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think the partnership me and Max had during this season is really good because he's just like an insane goal scorer, you know, he never stops scoring. And I think it's good to have someone like me on the team who doesn't care as much about scoring, but just like gives him the ball. You know, he, we made this joke during the season where I would beat two players and give it to Max and he'd score almost every goal. That's how it, how it happened. But, you know, like not everyone can finish like Max. It's not easy. Um, so, yeah, it's a great partnership. I'm very, very happy that we won that that game. The final it was great. How How is it playing uh, against... Max now and, and not having him in your team after having played with him for so long and even in the in the summer and, and seeing how well he does at Gangalen. Yeah, well, I'd be lying if I wasn't a little bit jealous. Uh, but <laughs> um, you know, I, he's to see like Max was. Um, he used to play like left back and winger, like he was never a striker. And then he kind of when we got like 17, 18, he kind of shot up and got big and got tall, and then he got fast and then. He became a striker and now he's like, I think personally, he's the best nine in Canberra. Um, so it's it's amazing. Like playing against him is hilarious because like whenever we, obviously we play on opposite sides of the pitch, um, but on the odd occurrence that we're defending and I see him, like we always smile and like laugh at each other. But yeah, no, it's great. I'm, I love seeing him su- um, succeed, get all the goals he has this year. Um, yeah, it's awesome. So far when you What's guys like- have met, it's 1-1, right? Go, go ahead, Raz. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, what, what's it like um, in, in your group that you've got? I mean, Max obviously not there in the group that you're in, but now you're with a group of, of strikers. Um, there's some real quality in that Canberra Olympic lineup, and you've got uh, Thomas James that's come in there now, Nick Popovich, who, who's leading the line. You've got people stuck behind you like Alan James that can create, um, Cal Smith as well, the steal of Nathan Magic. It must be great from your point of view to know that you've got all these people around you that can pick out the runs that you make and they're intelligent enough to do so. Yeah, no, it is great. Um, I think, like we were talking about how I played CUA for a, a large period of my life, it was um, a bit of a shock going from playing with the best people in for my age in Canberra to playing in a normal MPL team because obviously the quality you get when you're playing with the best players in Canberra, it's like, you know, you, it's amazing. So now that I'm back in it, not that when I played for Boca they weren't good, but now that I'm surrounded by so many great playmakers, like you said, it's like, Yeah, like you can you can make a run and expect the ball to your feet instead of having to run your ass off to get it, you know? So it's it's great. 
How's the locker room chat with Nick Popovich about the uh, the battle for the Golden Boot? Yeah, well, I always say to him, like, I'm battling with my best friend, Max Green, and my teammate, Popovich, but you guys are both strikers and I'm a left mid, so I don't think it's a fair <laughs> comparison. Um, but, yeah, you know, don't mind. We're, we're scoring goals. It's all that matters, really. He's uh, he's certainly in a fine vein of form at the moment, isn't he, Nick? He's scored six in, in the three cup games and he's got um, uh, five five goals in the league as well. Um, does it take the pressure off you a little bit or, or do you feel that pressure still? Do you go onto the field thinking, I have to I have to score today or or do you actually feel, you know, there's other people to do that job. I'll just concentrate on on what I've been tasked with. Um, I'd say I wouldn't say that it gives me less pressure knowing that people are going to score, but I wouldn't say it gives me more pressure either. It's more like, because I think, I don't know, I feel like my my talent doesn't really come from scoring goals. Like if I'm not scoring goals, I don't, I'm not, I think I'm still valuable to the team, I guess. So I, I, I don't mind if I'm not scoring and it's taken the pressure off because if I'm the only one scoring and I don't score, then we don't score. Um, so having Nick Popovich scoring in, in a good, in good form. And, you know, we have Thomas James and Alan James, like they're both amazing goal scorers as well. So yeah, I guess it's it's neither really. Like uh, it's just it's just great to be surrounded by people that not only score but can help me score. So yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. Big Lasser Ulrich fancies himself as a striker these days, doesn't he? He's got himself a couple too. Yeah, he likes to he likes to tell us that we need to pick up our game. He likes to make fun of the boys that he scored more goals than um, <laughs> right, rightfully so. Like a, I don't know, I'm playing sometimes, and then Lasser just pops up next to me, and I'm like, "What are you What are you doing here?" But then I'm like, "Oh, you scored two goals, so fair enough." <laughs> you obviously all those goals me, means one thing eventually is that you get points and you're top of the league right now uh, in the NPL in the ACT. Uh, mind you, the only game that you did lose was against uh, Max Green and his uh, and his Gangalin player. Um, is there is there pressure that you want to stay there until the very end of the season? I mean, of course, it's the ambition. Uh, but how is that dealt with in the locker room? Well, um, we've recent our last game against Kuma Tigers. That was a top of the table clash, and I thought I was on the I was suspended for that game, so I didn't play. But watching from the sideline, I thought we played them off the park. Like it was probably the best game I've seen us play. Um, so I don't know, like there's a bit of pressure obviously, because I want to win. I've, I've never, I've never won in first grade before, so it'd be amazing to win and all the boys want to win, you know? Um, but the, seeing how we played against the other top, ta- top team, Kuma Tigers, like it kind of, I realized like, no, we're not getting lucky. We're actually a great team. We're scoring goals. Um, so yeah, it's not too bad. I've seen you a few times this year, Luca, and, and I've got your game again on the weekend against Monero Panthers, from a personal perspective, from a neutral perspective, it seems that you guys haven't really put together a full 90-minute performance yet. And your your performances are coming in patches where you're getting against Tuggerong when uh, you were unfortunately sent off those three goals in 15 minutes. There was a couple early on Tuesday and they're coming in patches. But it does feel from an outside point looking in that when that team does click, it's going to, be, it's going to take some stopping. Is that the general feeling that you guys have in the changing room? Yeah, I think um, you know if you can put in a great performance for forty five minutes, it's also like it's great. Not not every every team can do that, but um, I think sometimes we either take our foot off the pedal or um, we do the opposite. You know, like we we don't really have a median. We we're like yeah. we're either 
we're relaxing or we're um, going 100% trying to get the goals. So I think if we get to that point where maybe we're not doing the extreme of both, but sitting somewhere in the middle where, you know, we're taking control and just putting our foot on the ball, I think it'll be a lot better. But I also think it has a lot to do with um, we've had a lot of injuries and, you know, like the starting 11 has changed every week. Um, so I guess there's a bit of maybe a bit of miscommunication between some of the players. Like I especially thought in when we versed Gungahlin, I think the reason we lost is because there was no, there was no link between the defence midfield and attack towards the end of the game. It was like the, the defenders were just getting the ball out. No one wanted to keep the ball and the attackers weren't like ready for that, you know, because you've run 90 minutes, your legs are tired, you've got to put your foot on the ball and relax for a second. So I think there needs to be a bit more co- um, cohesion between the lines and also the subs who come on as well. I think that's important. Yeah, I'm sure you guys will get there. Yeah, I hope so. You're getting good results in in the cup, of course, and uh, and so like we said at the beginning of the post uh, of the podcast, excuse me, you're going to play the final after that semi-final win against Belconen. You played <coughs> obviously uh, that that was a, a team that's in the the second division of of our um, league. How how do you approach the semi-final when you're obviously the favorite, and and of course the game the way it played out, you guys scored pretty early. Hmm. Um, you know, like uh, our coach. Paulo um, said before the game, you know, like you have to respect your opponent. Um, but he also said you should be winning this. You're an MPL team. They're a CPL team. Like regardless of the experience or anything like that, like on paper, you should be winning this. But you also got to respect your opponent. You know, like football's a beautiful game because there's never an out-and-out winner. Anyone can win any game. And I think, I think after getting the two early goals, it put us in a really good position. So we were able to kind of take that pressure off ourselves. But I also think if we didn't get the two early goals, I think we had enough chances and had so much control of the game that we would have gotten goals somehow at some point in the game. Um, Yeah, I think getting the two goals early was a good thing. But like we were talking about before the podcast started, it's also a double-edged sword because then you're like, you're comfortable, but if you concede one, then all it needs is a scrappy goal in the box and then it's two all, you know, so. I think, think we said that in commentary. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we said in commentary yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. But perhaps the second goal came a little bit too early for you in, in terms of in terms of the contest because having watching that game with Frank Keisha and, and, and commentating it from it and watching you guys play, it felt like you were in control of the match <laughs> at 2-0, needed mm. that third goal to, to finish the game off, but couldn't get it. And whilst they were still not really in the game at 2-0, they were still that little bit hint of jeopardy that had they got one back, it might have been a nervy last 15, 20 minutes for you. However, that I think is a is a compliment to you guys and how that team's progressed, that they saw it out in what I would say a very professional manner. Um, yes, Seb, you saw in goal had to make a couple of good saves, Um but you could have had three or four at the other end and, and, and you've done the job that was needed to be done. And, and as Jeremy said, those games are, are real banana skins. You're expected to win. Um, and, and, and if you do win, everyone goes, well, you should have won their CPL. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, then everyone's laughing at you, aren't they? So it's, yeah. it's one of those games. I think I thought it was a very professional performance. And how did you guys feel about it afterwards? Was it something that you thought, well, we're glad that one's out the way. Um, it felt we were in control. Yeah, no, I think, like you said, it shows professionalism that we were able to get the two goals early. And yeah, like we had, to, they had a few opportunities that they could have scored, but um, 
we got unlucky on the other side as well. So I don't think there was a single point where I felt like we were being dominated. Um, it was just good saves from both keepers. And yeah, I guess it gives me a lot of confidence knowing that, you know, we were versing a great, like experienced um, player like Dustin Wells. Um, we were able to keep him at bay to a certain extent, you know, we didn't concede and the defense this season has been amazing in all games pretty much. So um yeah, no, it does give me a lot of confidence, especially against a team like CFC with a lot of those experienced players um, that, you know, we can keep them out. And if we get an early goal, like we're pretty good at holding on. So, yeah. That's a good segue to the to the second semifinal. Russ, you, you called that game uh, last night here. Uh, just just a just a usual 3-3 at full time and, and two goals in extra time. How was that? How was that duel between Canberra, Croatia and, and Gungan United? Uh, we've been sport this season, haven't we? We've seen some amazing matches. Um, the one that Luca was alluding to against Gungalin um, earlier in the year with a, with a late winner from Dom Jan Paolo. And then we've had the late winners for the Monero Panthers against Croatia. Then we had a late winner for Tigers against Croatia. And there's just been goals all over the place. And, and, and that kind of game yesterday defies logic, doesn't it? We were talking about it before we started the, with the broadcast and we were talking about how there were so many chances. There was so much to happen. I mean, how often in the game do we look at it, it gets to half time and we you know, start the second half, both substitute keepers are on the pitch. I mean that never happens. We've got we've got goals left, right, and centre. We've got penalty shouts here and there. Some given, some not. Couple of red cards. Some controversial decisions. It had everything you really wanted from a cup tie and from from woe to go. From the first goal after 26 seconds, Gunners haven't touched the football and it's in the back of the net. Um, and their response was brilliant. Two in two minutes, and it just had all that ebbs and flows and swings and roundabouts and. Lucas said it himself, this is why we love football, because you just don't know what's going to happen. You can put whatever team you want on that park against another 11. It doesn't matter who it is. And on the day, we don't know what's going to happen because whilst we're we're talking to, about amateur footballers here, they get a bit of pay um, in their pocket, but most of them have got day jobs and they come off the back of doing it in families and everything else. And they get to the ground at the night time and you don't know what's been going on. You don't know how training's been. And then they serve up something like that absolute bonkers madcap from start to finish and I have a feeling that the final might be something very similar uh, I think the Canberra Classico as we like to call it um, in the final we've not had one of them for a while and what do you think Luca it's, it, it's like I think it's I don't think it's going to be nil-nil let's put it that way yeah no definitely not um, I'm really excited because uh, I've had a few in my earlier years I've had some interesting encounters with Matty Gerbischer and just the black line of CFC in general and I'm keen to put a few past them. I think this year I'm in good form. So, yeah, um, I think it would be a great game. Um, there's definitely no nil all. I think, like I said, we scored two goals early against Belcona and we managed to hold on. So I think if we manage to get a few in the first half, then we can put CFC out of the game and just kind of not let them back in. I hope. I hope. From a, from a personal point of view, from your point of view, that's that's 3rd of June. That's a couple of Saturdays away. You've got a couple of games between now and then. Obviously, your focus is going to be on those league games, but does this cup final and everything that comes with winning it, um, the place on the national stage in the round of 32, increased media exposure, potential chance to play A-league teams, is that somewhere in the back of your mind? And, and how do you lock that away and focus on what you're trying to do? Well, I think it's all a journey to the final, you know, like all the games, like although we want to win them and we're not going to take them any lighter than if we weren't in the final, but 
you know, like we're practicing, we've got to play games and if we win games and we'll get confidence to win the final, you know, so it's all about form. It's all about keeping the um, momentum going. Um, I did want to say, um, we were talking about having gigs after games. I have a gig after the grand final, actually. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if we, if we win, if, if we lose, I'll still go. And, but if, if we win, I think the whole team will go and we'll have a good time. So yeah, that'll be fun. That'll boost the coffers for ticket sales as well for you as well. So that would be a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Money for me. That's that's all it is. <laughs> Can't wait to see the video with the whole uh, Olympic squad on stage and uh, and, yeah. and, and singing, singing you with, to with your team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get the Olympic chant going on stage for the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like something exciting. I'm sure. I'm sure Canberra Croatia has a word or two to uh, to to say about that. But uh, but yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be funny if, if that does happen. Sticking on those two teams, Canberra Croatia and Ganga in Nepal. First off, they are meeting again this weekend, as as we do when we uh, when we do uh, cup draws, Russ. Of course, uh, having having teams like this meeting twice twice in four days. Uh, but, but but also, I mean, there are the two teams in Canberra that have gone through with the national national second tier process. I had Tony Vidovic uh, on the podcast, of course, the Canberra Croatia president, which was a great podcast. And I invite everybody to go and, and listen to them because I'm, he was saying that it was taking a bit longer than what it should. And now all of a sudden it happened, which, which is great. Um, you know, Luca Russ forced, of course, la, the great news that both of those teams made it through the next stage because some teams did get dropped and some teams maybe a bit surprisingly uh, did get dropped from first stage to second stage. Uh, but also, Luca, that question would be a bit more for you. Um, is that a is that a clear ambition for you to to get a look at for the A League team of Canberra when it happened, or at least the national second tier? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think like the my football career, it's it's almost as if like COVID put a hole in it. I guess. Um, I don't think it. You know, like when you're how old was I? Probably like seventeen when COVID hit. So that's kind of the stage where you'd go to other clubs and you'd train. I actually had a trial with um, Melbourne City. Like, I think it was the month before COVID hit, like right before COVID hit. Um, and I went over there and stuff and um, I decided not to stay because, you know, family and stuff like that. But um, if I got the opportunity to play somewhere else, I'd love it because, you know, I love football. I want to play football for the rest of my life, amateur or professional. And I also want to get out of Canberra at some point, you know, see the world a little bit. So if I could do that with a contract and a bit of money um, by my side, then yeah. It's 100% ambition of mine. No Musi World Tour plan then? Um, not, not at this stage, but maybe one day. <laughs> the, football, the football contract money will help you pay for the Musi World Tour. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, we'll just have to go to the, the cities that I'm playing in and then um, I can set up <laughs> gigs for each weekend when we're playing in a different city. <laughs> Post game, game every week. Yeah. <laughs> Ressa, how did you welcome that news that both the teams um, made it to the next stage? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? That um, it shows that uh, I'm not surprised the uh, the bid booklets that the t the two would have put in. They're run by very professional backing administrators administrators in Canberra. We've got a lot of them in 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 our city. I'm not surprised at all. This now will be the key factor. I think those group of 26. It's going to be interesting because now we're talking. Um, we're talking big things about money and finances and how they're going to pay for it, et cetera, et cetera. And once they start talking those figures, which I don't know if they're public at the moment, um, quite a few of those clubs might balk at that um, and we might see a few dropping away. Um, I think it's great for Canberra that both are in. Unfortunately, I don't think they'll 
give us two, um, especially off the back of having an A-League team here as well. Um, I don't know that for a fact. That's just a guess because um, it took us long enough to get an A-League an licence granted. So to give us two second division licences seems slightly unlikely. So it, it seems unfortunate that one of those might fall by the wayside. Um, we mentioned it before about the A-League, about people supporting it. The, the important thing, I think, is whichever one of these gets up, if it is just one, that hopefully they can rely on the backing of of the other bid and people that were were supporting that as well to get behind the one that we do have. Um, because it's really important for Canberra, as Luca says, we need that pathway. We need that ability for our players to be able to, such as Luca, um, such as Max Green, to be able to go and test themselves against the best elsewhere. It's great seeing them in our local competition, and we love the fact that we can see them scoring goals every week, but it'd be great to see them in the A-League. We love, we love seeing boys from Canberra come up and play in the A-League and, and overseas and getting an opportunity there because it just shows that, that our breeding ground is as good as anybody's, and I believe it is. Technically, I've seen a lot of quality in our side, in our players. Um, I think uh, there's plenty more to come, and fingers crossed for either of these bids that they get across the line. Luca, how did you, when the news started coming up, the National Sovereign the A-League coming to Canberra, as, as a player and between players when you guys talk, what, what what happens in your mind, basically? Do you guys still thinking, okay, this season I'm going to have to up my level, now there's a carrot that's dangling really close to me and it's not, you know, the elusive, if I make it to the Australian Cup 30, say, round of 32, then a team might see me now. Now it's right there and people are going to look, of course, in the community before they start recruiting elsewhere. How, how did that motivate the, I guess, the player groups of Canberra in general? Um, I guess, well, me and Max talk a lot about it, I guess, because um, we've kind of had the exact same uh, football career, I guess, so far. And, you know, it's a bit, I guess it's not, I don't feel like a pressure because I feel like there's, like Russ said, there's lots of quality in Canberra, and um, I think not as much as proving yourself. Um, it's more like people will come and see, you know. Like um, it's I don't I don't take it as pressure to prove myself. I take it as people actually get to see Canberra footballers play, you know, because we have a lot of good footballers, and um, yeah, we'll we'll jump on the opportunities if they come to us, you know, like hundred percent. There's a, like I said before, when we won Futsal Nationals in 2019, I think that group of boys who played in that tournament are some of the best footballers I've I've seen um, that could 100% make it pro. Adam Milicevic is uh, one of the boys who played in that team and he's from Canberra and he's currently playing for Central Coast Mariners. Um, and there's another one. There's Well, Seb Woods, um, he's not playing this year, but um, Seb Woods was another great player who had lots of potential to play. But, yeah, you know, um, like yeah, it's like a like you said, a carrot dangling in front of us. We're gonna try and take it, but um, I don't necessarily feel a pressure towards needing to improve my game. I I definitely need to improve my game. That's not to say that I don't think I do need to, but um, yeah, it's it's not about a pressure because I think uh, I have a lot going on in my life that I'm not as much like football is my only career path. If I don't make it in football, you know, I'm studying at UC. I'm um, doing music. It's not, I'm, I'm pretty open to it wherever life takes me, I guess. You talked about futsal there again, Luca. Is there any um, ambitions for higher honours in that sport? I mean, I know there's the new um, development program in Canberra for futsal, um, training people up for, to potentially be looked at for the futsal ruse. Have you got your eye potentially on, on that route as well? Yeah, I mean, 
like like I said, I love futsal. It's my favorite game. Um, I think, and the the types of places that you know playing for futsal roos would take you to Brazil, Spain, um, Italy. Like it would just be an incredible experience. So if I got that opportunity to play in the futsal roos, and I think I think it's um, not more likely than making it into the A League or anything, but I think I think personally I'm a better futsal player than an outdoor player. So. Um, I, I'm definitely ambitious about those career paths, and I'll do. I would do whatever it takes to be able to play in the futsal roos. I can personally vouch for it. I was at two World Cups with them as a media manager in Thailand and Colombia with Big mm-hmm. Ange on a couple of occasions yeah. when he was a goalkeeper, and and mm-hmm. and it was a, it was a, an incredible experience to watch what was essentially a group of amateur players um, put their life on hold for for six weeks or so for the tournament, but having having sacrificed quite a lot to get there in the first instance. To get their award of being on a big stage like that, uh, looked after by FIFA, and you know playing the world's best, playing Brazil um, in Colombia yeah. was a memory. I think that a lot of them will cherish, and one I will as well. And yeah, if, if you get the opportunity, I think anybody w- will grab it with both hands. And uh, good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it'll be amazing. A World Cup is always a, it's always a World Cup, right? Regardless if it's football or futsal, and and futsal, I think it's it's definitely such an exciting game that probably doesn't get. The, the rep it deserves to to get. Uh, well, Luca, I guess sort of to 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 end the podcast. What can we what can we wish you for this season? I mean, there's a game coming up this weekend. Russ was saying it against Monaco Panthers. It's not going to be a an easy game, but it's a long season. It's the the, the final. What do we wish Luca Flores for 2023? Ah, uh, look, man, I just want to keep scoring. I just want to. Um... You know, give Max a run for for his money. I'm not gonna. I, I know he's gonna keep scoring. I know Popovich is gonna keep scoring. Um, all the boys are talking about um, getting the treble, and um, you know, well, we're on track for the treble right now in the grand final on top of the ladder. It's definitely possible. Um, I'd I'd like to say we have a good chance. I think um, the team that I'm playing with, all the boys, I've I just love like just the chemistry and the team, the community, the culture. It's, it's um like no other team I've ever played in in first grade. So I think that, as well as the quality in our team, is what's going to push us further in the competition and, I guess, maybe give us that edge over some other teams. Um, so, yeah, you know, just want to keep scoring. I want to keep getting better, stop cramping up in the 85th minute, <laughs> maybe stretch, stretch some more. Um, but, yeah, you know, like I'm not someone who takes my um, – footballing performances at face value in terms of statistics i think there's a lot more that you can provide in a game or me personally in a game than just scoring goals so um yeah maybe i won't score for a couple games but um hopefully i just keep putting in the performances and giving goals to um my teammates yeah in saying that though um how would the banter be should you get the golden boot ahead of max would he take it better than you or would you say take it better than him <laughs> i would definitely take it better than him max is not a he's not a good loser <laughs> uh, yeah but i think you know we're, we're good mates so it'll be i would be proud of each other no matter what i'm not going to put you on the spot and ask you golden boot or league title because i know which one you're going to say um <laughs> because i think you're all about the team rather than golden boot but generally one goes along with the other um in, mm. in quite a lot of teams so yeah we wish you all the best for this season. I think it's going to be a really close season. There's lots of teams that can beat everyone in that division, um, starting with Saturday, which should be an absolute cracker. Mm, Yeah, I'm excited for it. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say about the game on the weekend. Well, you better score some goals and give us something to say. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I will. I will. (laughs) 
Pressure's on now. <laughs> Rest, you'll get you'll get the final word. We're having a an exciting month ahead of us in in football in in Canberra, which of course with, with the June third the the cup final. How's the season been so far for you watching it, and as it as it exceeded expectations, and how how excited are you for this month where we're going to get a bit of midweek action, a bit of weekend action, a bit of everything. Yeah, I need a bit more games, don't I? I mean, I think I was looking at it the other day. It's from the 27th of January when I was doing some futsal. I've done like 54 matches um, since then, which is quite a lot. And, and, they, and they just keep coming and it's great and we love it. Um, there's so much to see. We've got games this weekend. Um, I've got the game on Saturday that we talked about with Luca. Then on Sunday, I've got a double header. I've got a um, three o'clock game in, in the WMPL with Tugarong and Gungarlin at Gungarlin in close. And that follows um, straight away with the men's um, Gungarland Canberra Crescia rematch. And we're back at Deakin Stadium on Wednesday for Canberra Crescia's catch up game with the Wanderers. And then the following week, there's uh, the small matter, as you mentioned, I think of Olympic um, and Canberra Croatia in a in a pre cup final Classico as well. So it just doesn't stop, but it's great. And I think Luca will probably agree, but so far, and, and this is not disparaging, we've got the two teams at the bottom with Tuggerong on West Canberra that have struggled a little bit and they've got their own little battle going on. But per many one of the other six, against each other on the day and you just don't know what you're going to get you could be top of the table uh, with Canberra Olympic but if you're playing a team that's sixth which is Canberra Croatia you don't know what you're going to get it could be O'Connor Knights you don't know what you're going to get it just mm-hmm. it's just so such a great watch from a neutral to be able to turn up to a gra- a game like on Saturday and I'm going to watch Olympic versus Monero and then I'm going to watch Gangana versus Croatia and Form really doesn't come into it. It's who turns up on the day and who plays well on the day. So many good players. And I mentioned it last night in the duels around the park. <coughs> the midfield trios going head-to-head. Max Green up against Matt Gerbisher, Stephen Dominici up against Jack Green. All those little duels that were going on. And we got more of it the same on the weekend. We're going to see Luca up against some some solid defending units, I would imagine, in Gabe Cole and Adam DeFranceschi, um, which is going to be a tough one for you. They've got Robert Kachenko at fullback as well. Young Jack Elwood, Pacey Boys. And, and, and of course, at the other end, um, there's some work for your defence to do as well. So you just can't pick it. And it's great to see. And, and I love the fact that we are going into this match on the weekend for the rest of the season that I think it's going to be like this till round 21. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd like to put in, I think, um, the, like you said, there's been so many cards this season. I think that's um, going to have a big effect, you know, red cards, missing big players, um, injuries as well, you know. If you miss a couple key players for a big game, then it'll be a heavy hit. So it's interesting that the squad depths maybe aren't as good as previous seasons, which is maybe not good for the team necessarily. Um, for the for the games, you know, it's it's more 50-50. You never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. It, it's ironic you should say that because we've often espoused the fact that you don't win league titles with 1 to 11. You win league titles with 12 through 18 because yeah, of that exactly. exact fact you're saying. But I've also talked about in in commentary over the last few weeks and, and with people off air as well, that when you look at the Wanderers and Tuggeranong that haven't had the best start to the season, at some stage... They will come up against a team, it could be Olympic, it could be anyone, that have hit, been hit by suspensions, hit by injuries, hit by maybe three or four key players out, and they might get something from those games. And then, of course, that throws the cat amongst the pigeons everywhere else. And it's just fascinating to see. 21-round competition, it's really difficult to not get a suspension. Um mm. You 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 were felt a bit unfortunate for your for your <laughs> red card. We could we won't go into that, but it, it's so easy to pick up yellow cards these days. And you only need four for a suspension. Um, in a 21-round competition, if you're not getting a suspended, you're doing very well. And it might well come into it. I think it's a good point. Yeah. 
Well, all those games you can watch on Bar TV, of course. Uh, and next month we'll come back. It'll be after the uh, the FA Cup, um, the FA Cup final, the Australia Cup qualifying uh, final, where, where we'll be able to talk about who's going to represent Canberra in the round 32 of Australia Cup at national level. Luca, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for coming in and and accepting the interview and and talking so so candidly about uh, your season and where you had in in your career. Thanks for your time, mate. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's great. And Russ, thanks uh, as usual for your expertise of the game uh, and for actually to coming on on for Petrobol in the capital. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Really enjoyed chatting with you guys about it. And um, I guess I'll see you both on the weekend at some stage. Yeah, for sure. See you on the weekend and, and everybody stay tuned, comment, like, subscribe, tell us what you think and you can watch Luca Flores scoring this weekend on Bar TV. Thanks everyone. What a goal! Max Green with a stunner! Daniel Barac, he must score! He's going to score! Camera Croatia leads! Real chance at the far post for McCarthy! And they've got one back! Oh, back it's unbelievable! What a finish! It's in! It's 1-1! Andre Carr!